I don't know. I'm still I'm a I'm a little nervous. Um just because I spent the last two weeks cramming sets preparing for this. Yeah. Uh and I was preparing for it in a way because I was like trying to put together not like a new 15, but like a very heavily edited new version of a 15. Right. That I kept practicing and I kept practicing variations of it. And now I kind of realize that like I'm actually not going to change much at all. So I haven't had much of an opportunity to practice the the regular 15. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little worried about my memory. And it's not because I don't remember the jokes. It's the sequencing of the jokes and blanking on stage and, and maybe putting too much pressure on myself and blanking or being like stiff. Because like I've gotten a lot of... By the way, I'm getting an audition at the San Francisco Punchline on Tuesday. I think we said it on the last episode. We did say it the last. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, but before we start, brother, I just want to say happy Jew year <laughs> to all my Israelites out there. Happy Jew year. This will be the the year of the original the original Israelite will take will take his place on the throne. And for the rest of y'all, happy New Year. All right. So wait, go back to your saying. Uh, I think it's like. In Muslim years, it's like 1492 or something right now. <laughs> Here, let's find what the Islamic calendar is. Here, let me do it in an incognito window. <laughs> yeah, we don't want, you don't want a bunch of soldiers coming through your window like G.I. Joe's. Okay, apparently New Year's is in late July. What year is it? What? Year is it. Okay. It's 1443. Okay. All right. Man, 1442 was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> those were those were the good old years. Remember 1442? Uh, 1443 like see if somebody made a clip art of it and we could make that I'm the... pretty sure someone in Egypt has made like oh wait there we go let's just uh, make let's make uh, this the <laughs> let's make I'm okay <laughs> you want to just yes yes <laughs> I <laughs> I really feel like it's the perfect size too it's Instagram sized <laughs> We, yo, whoever made this, they just made my whole new. They, they made my so the year. Oh, right, we got options. Oh, some of these are are prettier than others. Wait, we really have now. Do we need to put this up to the public? <laughs> this <laughs> no. would be the best way to get people no, captured. No, no, no. It's got to be. We don't have time. I wish we we had time to ask the public, but we're putting this out tomorrow. Um, fuck. We were talking. Okay, so here's what we're talking about. Talking about. Uh, now you you've been setting yourself. You've been preparing for the big night. Tonight's your yeah. big night. This is your first audition for the punchline. A big marker in your career as a new comic. Uh, and, and I I'm I'll, they're passing like a new wave of comics, just because like the field has cleared out so much. Like so many people moved during COVID and stuff. No, uh, they're sending some people to pasture too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what happens, huh? Really. Yeah, I mean, whatever you hear, I mean, it's also like, you know, new hosts. Some people get bumped up. 
some people they don't really tell you, but this we don't they stop coming around so much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Uh, Whitney Houston said that while she was high on cocaine. I am, <laughs> I am the first of this wave. There's like four or five comics. You in this first wave shit? No, no, no. Especially in COVID, that's like the okay, wrong thing bad to say. Terminology, bad terminology. <laughs> but this new round of like there aren't like unless I'm mistaken, they don't usually just pass like four people in a month. No, you're yeah. The, this you're, is a weird month. You're a variant. So I'm gonna be one of the. the I'm gonna be the first. And I thought maybe it was just you know pure merit. I'm getting that first, the first show of the year. But I just saw the lineup and I'm like, damn, that is a white ass lineup. <laughs> I and I am. I might I might have gotten diversity higher just on being the first day. But I'm gonna rub it in the other comics. It's spaces. really weird. Like on the color chart, it goes like from you to Emily who's tan for a white woman to Ron. And then the head, then like, I think the last guy, Fosky, he's damn near clear. So like, <laughs> and then a ghost will close out the show. You know what I mean? He so, wants to do this show just because it's called white slavery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo man, there is something, there is like, there are some white masochist comics out there who really want to get browbeat. I mean, fucking Rosebud, she was salivating at the tits. You know what I mean? The, the goddamn do this shit. To this goddamn show, she posted like she made the show. I was like, all right, yeah, that was well. No, I mean that was just really cool to get a thorough shout out from somebody. Like Dude. we've gotten some cool stuff from other people, mm -hmm. but like Rose was like, no, this is going full on into. Well, I guess Roy Wood put up a clip from it. Roy me? Wood did. Yeah. Rose, I I felt bad because telling Rosebud we weren't able to do the drop because Jim couldn't his camera fucked up he said he had a few seconds i told him hey man send me that never sent it to me because I, I, we could have turned it into something we could have turned like the wrestles a reenactment or something <laughs> no, see what i'm saying good ideas been funny yeah like uh, i'll get somebody to dress up in a blonde wig and do the rest <laughs> and i guess it was like jim we you're, you're the homie but fuck what you don't know your equipment like it's like, it's like yeah i mean I've, I've never heard of jim fucking up before um, yeah, it's convenient <laughs> that the white man would stop it, right? What could have been our second biggest episode if we would have had that drop? I would have paid a hundred dollars for that drop. You know what I mean? You'll probably be opening for Rosebud. <laughs> like, so okay, get give me old man comedy over here. Tell me how you're feeling about this. Uh I mean, yeah, just kind of anxious. I don't know. I'm like Wait, more I'm, anxious than you usually are? No, no, like like it's weird for like when I got it mm -hmm. for like when I got the booking for like a full week, I was just, like really, really relaxed and been like, yep, I'm ready. Wow. Like this is a, a surprisingly I was guessing around maybe like March or April. I'd, I'd get mine or something. Okay. So it was like, oh, and, and it was also a, a big moment because like when I was first getting into the scene and finding out about the punchline system and how it can take people like, you know, four to six years to get their audition or longer sometimes. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm working hard and people say that I'm good for a new guy. I bet I could get it in like maybe two or three years or something like that. And I got the booking. I, I said it last week. I got the booking on like the three year anniversary of me like taking stand up seriously. Yeah. Um, and there was a whole fucking year and a half shut down pandemic in the middle so i might have even so like it really did like it's it's been it, comedy has been the only time where i set goals and expectations for myself and i actually meet them and this was like another one that just felt 
really good because I was worried just that like there were too many people in line to where even if like I was on the booker's radar and everything like that, I would just have to wait a long time for my turn. Yeah. And then it just kind of happened. And then only in the last two days I've or like last day I've gotten nervous about the audition. Like I've been like pretty calm about it just because, you know, like this, the improv, I was doing like 20 minutes for 450 people. Like it was higher stakes. I can do this. Um, but I, this is like, if you do comedy in the Bay, this is like an institution you can build up in your head a little too much. I mean, you're exactly right. Yeah. When you hear people who are far beyond the punchline in their careers and places that not say you can dream of, but you're like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely a few clicks away. When they talk to you about the punchline, some of these major clubs, even, you know, they'll not say, the, not say the seller, but it's like this for the punchline. Number one, people don't get the process. They feel it's archaic and it's very like destructive. Some people do get it because the idea of like weeding out the bad comics, but then I'm saying like, just realize it's just one club. It's one place. I like want the thing I always said on this podcast is it's sometimes maybe not the club. It's about the relationships you build at the club and knowing that like you'll have spots, you know what I mean? But knowing that like, if you want to be like, yo, I want to talk to the manager about finding a way to like talk to another, like a real comedy manager or go to a, go to the laughing school. She can make that call. Yeah. That's, that's cool. You pass getting past is walking through another door. It's like being John Malkovich or like those door, those rooms, like those mystery rooms. You know what I mean? And I think that's a lot of guys don't get because, and and also too, like you don't want to be that guy where your career ends when you become a feature. A lot of guys, it, it takes their, a lot of guys aren't built to win. You know what I'm saying? And you're built to win as much as you head scratch and couldn't question things and all that stuff. Don't stop scratching your head right now. Keep scratching your goddamn head. Somehow that your head is a genie lamp <laughs> and you make wishes come true the more you rub it. So scratch that thing like you have lice, you know what I mean? And just do it. But yeah, you got it, man. I don't think you're built to win. So I think that you being nervous would be great because it is like even Michael, even Mike Tyson. You're watching Mike Tyson reels like about like his fights. Some of his best fights, he was nervous as hell. Oh no, but I was also thinking like some of my best sets have been at the at the punchline. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm always I'm like, dude, my first booked club gig. Well, I don't know if you can. I don't know, but. It was a Wednesday showcase at Sacramento Punchline. Uh, oh, shit. Really? I was like eight months into comedy. Were you doing like a We Don't Own the Laughs kind of show? Or no, like when no, was... no. Basically, I guess they're, for a while, in, they would give past comics in sack like one Wednesday a year they could just book. But it was just advertised. It was like a comedy all-stars basically for Punchline. Okay. Um, and fucking uh, Mike. What's his name? Mike. Bencourt? No, 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 no. No, white guy. Michael, Mike, Michael Michael Myers? No, Michael. I think it's Michael something. Michael but, Rappaport? <laughs> okay, I can't remember his name. Is he local? Uh, to Sacramento. Oh shit! One second, my phone alarm's going off. Um, he he just put an open call on uh, the Sacramento comedy Facebook group of like who wants to do the punchline Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so I I got it, and I remember I was so nervous. I was eight months in, and I was so nervous. I couldn't feel my hands right before I walked on stage. They started tingling and then they were just numb. And then I had a really good set. And that, that clip that I paid $40 for, I didn't get paid for the showcase. I drove to Sacramento to do five minutes and then I paid $40 for my clip. Um, Who filmed this clip? Was, was don't tell in the audience. I don't know, like, but I think 
the guy who filmed it was named Mike something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Mike Sella booked me. He he. Was oh, Michael one. Sella. Yeah, Michael Sella. Michael Sella. Uh, I like Michael because Michael seems like he's lightly retarded. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like a but way functional. But I've only met that guy like twice, and I was going up at an open mic at the comedy spot right after him. Yeah, and he had a fun set, and then he gets off stage. I barely know this dude. He punches me in the shoulder as hard as he can. Yeah. And it really hurt. <laughs> and then he just started laughing. And then I had to walk on stage. You're going to get punked a lot in comedy. I feel like <laughs> you're, you, you know what? It's funny because I see a lot of anger in you. And I feel like you're going to need to like, you're going to either, you're going to have to like knock a dude out or like at the, at the comedy store or like run up on somebody or like let a lady comic do whatever she wants. Don't don't get in any trouble. It don't matter. She, even she brands a reductress logo on your neck. Like, don't let her do anything. Dudes, I feel even bad about slapping you on the back of the neck sometimes. <laughs> Did you know guys die that way? One of my dad's friends had a heart attack getting slapped on the back of the neck. Damn. His body, he went his heart. He had a heart murmur that didn't stop. And he died later. Like, he just died died right there. And I was like, and the guy had almost go to court. So like, I feel bad. I'm gonna stop doing that because you don't okay. des- you don't deserve it. I I remember when that happened. It was because I had just gotten a fade, uh, and um, you got slappable skin. <laughs> and here's the thing: I was raised amongst uh, Asians and whites, uh, mostly Asians. So I don't know. That, it was, I don't know why that sounds so bad. I know. Mostly Asians. If you had a shirt that said mostly Asians, <laughs> all right. So mostly Asians. Uh, was the is the fade slap like a like a traditional <laughs> from childhood thing? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely something. There's something about a creamy guy like you <laughs> in a brown black ass room. It's just your hand gets starts. It starts. It for me, it starts tingling because of diabetes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it start. I get that spidey sense. And it's, sometimes when I see the back of your neck, it starts shaking like Michael J. Fox, and I just want to. I have to stop myself. <laughs> I have to sit on my hands. You know what I mean? And then it's like. It's I I just there's there, it just calls me <laughs> a mouth comes in and like slap me slap me but but yeah like I've been super nervous before my punch sets I would get like super nervous right before I went mm-hmm. up and then I do really well so it's probably good that I'm a, all my best sets I was a little nervous before for sure yeah so I'm hoping it works out but you had a much crazier fucking week than I did oh we're going into that yeah oh shit. Doc. All right, here's what's crazy. Man, okay. I I I realize this, man. I put out bad energy. Oh yeah? Yeah, I've I was born on a black asshole burial ground. Like I the God does not want me to win. God's not real. God's not real. Uh, spirituality is a hoax. Crystals are just rocks. You know what I mean? Nothing is going to help you in this world. You got to save yourself. Because and then sometimes and comedy gods are trying to, uh, and God's a woman and God's and and she has a problem with me. <laughs> like this past three weeks, here's what's happened. Uh, first one ex ex girlfriend, the woman who had a kid with me. I'm at Marsh. I'm at Ross, where everything is supposed to go right. Of all, everywhere you're supposed to shop, raw Target. I was at Target. Excuse me, I was at Target. This is where you go first. I was gonna say nothing goes great at Ross. No, nothing goes right. No, nothing. I mean, unless you're trying to buy South Pole or like a three X Vikings jersey 
or maybe occasionally you'll find some real Jordans if you're a size 18. Like, you know what I mean? Ross is great. If you have an irregular life, go to Ross. That's the place for your... Or if you're just trying to get, you know, like some cheap socks. Socks are really expensive. Yeah, but for some reason, the socks at Ross have like a toe hole missing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, Ross is Ross is definitely lets you know where you stand. Like, when I tell what my is the grocery store equivalent to Ross? Foods go? <laughs> Yo, Drew, Drew, you gotta add in some sound effect. The fact that we melded, we haven't melded in so many episodes. It's been like a year since we've melded like that. Wait, I think we had one. We the last time we shouted something in unison was the Smiths. Yes, and it was because Andrew. Drew. We guessed what kind of music Andrew liked, and we just said, "Do we? We didn't do." He it was again? on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like Andrew. If he was here live, gets to do live edits and sound effects, we would have so much. We would synergize. He's actually the silent third member. He is. He's really like he when he's when he's talking. Sometimes I know some of the best episodes because I've talked to him prior to the episode. So Andrew, add that in. But like, yeah, Foods Co. is the Ross of grocery stores, definitely. Or Lucky's. Lucky's is very odd. Some nice Lucky's. When was the last time South you've been Bay. to a nice Lucky's? Okay, it was the, like the South Bay. It was an okay Lucky's. It was all right. The the fact that you said the South Bay anything, any store in the South Bay is oh, going yeah, to... Oh, they don't have like conditioner behind lock and key. <laughs> yeah, they don't have crackheads in the goddamn Dude, South Bay. that's the one of the fucking worst things about living in the city is just needing an adult to get you your toothbrush because so many people have been fucking stealing toothbrushes that you need an employee's assistance. And then you p p point at one, and they're like, "This one." I'm like, "No, I want the the soft bristles." There's <laughs> nothing worse. I wanted the, the extra soft bristles. No, here's what's worse. Here's what's worse. When you actually are almost done, you've actually pushed a button 14 times, and some tiny little Asian woman or some kind of tiny Asian or Mexican woman helps you. She's like three foot eight and a half, <laughs> and she has to climb up the goddamn <laughs> climb up the drawer, not the drawers, the shelves. She gets you your medicine, and then. You forget, oh, I need this other thing. And then it's not the fact when she finishes turning around, it's when she stops and goes, <sighs> and then turns around like a marionette doll or whatever those dolls <laughs> on a music box. Like, doo, 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 doo. And she's like, what did you want? And you're like, oh, you're 100. I didn't know this, right? <laughs> and then she gets you your goddamn preparation age. Dude, the first time I ever saw Shit Locked Up was like maybe three years ago in the Bayview. It was at a Walgreens. And I know that shit happens, but I didn't. It didn't hit San Francisco. At least the places I went to that hard, I was in there. And it was a Walgreens that was closing down. It looked like it had been ransacked in like an earthquake film. Dude, Walgreens are fucking war zones in San Francisco, dude. You will see, like all the jokes people make about Bart, you could make about Walgreens in the city. You will just see, just fucking mentally ill people. Yeah, and like really sad displays of like freak outs and poverty and fucking human filth and shit like dude it's the worst i feel like people i feel like there should be two walgreens there should be like just let's just let's just have segregation let's have walgreens but call it like white greens and then black people get collard greens you know what i mean and we can sit there and we just have very specific or just have like really honest ones it's like hey we this is walgreens for yeah. normal people 
And this is Walgreens for insane people. <laughs> and then I bet you the insane people just go to the insane Walgreens. <laughs> so he just walk in. Hey, man. I need, I need socks for a rabbit. Right? So he comes in. Hey, man. Y'all got, y'all got ass cream? You know what I mean? And he like comes in. And so then the staff is just insane people. <laughs> so basically people who... Okay, so people who are sandwich artists at Subway work at, this, at, work at the insane Walgreens. The security guard is the same security guard you would get at a dollar store and you just get you just because when you're insane and crazy you don't really need the same products <laughs> like you're not aspirin is not part of your life you know what i'm saying like they have a, a whole aisle that's just foil <laughs> <laughs> foil <laughs> scouring pads lighters <laughs> hey like hey man I, do I got any balance points <laughs> for this foil? You like we're butane. Go to go to say go to aisle five. We've got to sell them butane. Foil and butane is aisle five. It's foil and butane. So every day the truck at night just boop boop gets crates of butane. <laughs> oh, it's like when the when the COVID fear hit. Some people got hoarded toilet paper, <laughs> but then you just couldn't find foil anywhere in this city. <laughs> That was where a homeless person's or crazy person's mind is at. Everyone is like, hey man, everyone's stuck in a or no, there was so much foil left. They were just like Scrooge McDuck. They're just swimming in fucking foil and they're just so happy. Like they like, like, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Like I there's nothing sadder when you like in my building, in my building, there's a guy that's like does drugs, and I can't I don't know who it is yet because I have to take out the trash and there is always a burnt piece of foil that has fallen out the trash. And I would love to just like, I don't know if you ever saw Beverly Hills Cop uh, with Eddie Murphy. There was one where they found uh, I know which one it is. I, I haven't seen any of those like classic 80s comedies, basically. You probably would. You would. Except I would for, love to see that one. I saw Bowfinger. That was funny. It's not an 80s comedy. Dog. That was, oh, shit. It's 1997. <laughs> I love how you just think you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. God foil, damn. Foil. Okay, we're foil. Losing, we're losing the thread. No. You were at a Target. Is oh, yeah, dog. Yeah, I'm yeah. at a Target. It was... Uh, I'm at a Target. Everything you is... bump into your ex. I'm at, I'm at the Target. I'm on front. I'm not thinking of anything except the show and the, our show. And we just had a... We just had some good news. We're working... And you know we've been working hard on this pilot yeah. in this first episode. We've been working. We to, got the ne- the next episode done on the first day of the year, uh, and, and it felt good. It felt really good. And they just got back to us, and it looks like they want to push the launch back a little bit, just because, like, they have some people who are like, they're going to be a little understaffed. It looks like, yeah, uh, and like the like, Omicron is fucking with everything. I'm not even blaming Omicron. Yeah. I'm blaming pregnancies <laughs> I'm, I'm blaming don't get pregnant it ruins people's lives all right just just don't if, unless I, that person's listening in which case they're not listening <laughs> if they are if they are man fuck that kid dog you know what i'm saying <laughs> tell that kid in the womb because says stay up in there man you because why would you want your wife's gotta push the thing out you gotta raise it and work with us make a choice blood you know what i'm saying we more beneficial than some kid kid shits on himself I got clean draws, you know? <laughs> That's the episode of the name. Or, no, the name of the episode. The episode of the name. Uh, I got clean drawers. Is that the name of the episode? I mean, yeah. Or, yeah. I, I got clean drawers, and then the image is Happy Islamic New Year. <laughs>
my god uh, uh it's like the kid is the kid i mean it, that news came so left like we didn't even know he was out here like that <laughs> it's like i've been on his page <laughs> you know what i mean i didn't know what's going on but i happy happy because anytime a guy has a kid that lets you know he's fucking you know what i mean <laughs> so like hey bro stay keep doing it bro like <laughs> like i'm we gotta get to we gotta get this show one because um I, I just don't understand it. Like, I just want this thing to start. Can I just... Have we, we've said what it is, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Not really. Can we... We can say Why it. Why not? We've been hitting new year, new us since fucking April. We started in 1994. Yeah, uh, it's just... It's... Um, we're working... Remember when we did those fucking flyers uh, and we would, like, survey strangers and stuff like that? Uh, a major podcast network... Uh, really liked that segment of of white slavery and wanted uh a show that's just that and it's been really hard to make just because like it's a lot like for white slavery we just like sometimes we have a little project or a guest or something like Mm -hmm. that but usually it's we just show up record put it out you know get some uh, some editing not always even just some editing on it sometimes yeah some bells and whistles Um, but this one is like straight up a show like and like interviews need to be booked and like we've put out like rounds and rounds of flyers and figuring out how to get the most answers we can on like a week to week basis we're learning how to make a show on a network yeah and meanwhile we're also like trying to progress as stand-up comedians and have well you are i've decided i'm giving my life to this and uh, <laughs> and and also stories at, at parties so so wait wait, wait. stories at parties that's yeah that's my new funny if there was a circuit for that <laughs> yeah it's called miss mazel <laughs> season well that um, was the beginning of her career well yeah and uh yeah i so that's why it's been taking so long. but we And it's impacted this show a little bit. Yeah, because we would have been doing a lot of that stuff for this show. Wait, but I did throw out, and I'm not to be the Little Richard of the, and you don't know who Little Richard is. I do. Uh, you do? Yes. Well, you're older than I thought. You'd be lying about your age. I only know Aren't about, you 47? I only know about Little Richard. A lot of, I've learned retroactively about a lot of celebrities purely because of The Simpsons. <laughs> Yo, The Simpsons? Yeah, on the low. They educate the youth on like some of the uh, the people of the past because everybody's watched. Uh, everybody my age watched at least some of the Simpsons. Yeah, like, just reruns, uh, and like they'd just be rerunning some shit from like the '90s or something, and you just learn about a bunch of celebrities you never heard of. We don't give it up enough for the Simpsons. Simpsons man. is my favorite show. Still, uh, seasons three through eight. I I rewatch I rewatch seasons four through like four I rewatch seasons four and five like almost every year. Okay. Um, but uh, Victor's been going through it recently, and it's just still fucking like just aged great. Like there is no wilt on it at all, and like a lot of the jokes you could still make today. It's like really amazing. So why is it nine through there, but now you just drop off? Uh, I I I I think that's just one like. The show had been going along enough, and a lot of the showrunners got other opportunities, and it was just like the next generation. and And then those episodes aren't even bad; they're like they're good. They're not as great as the peak. And then uh, somewhere along the line, there's just 15 years of bad television. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That like as of like 2005 to now, it's still running, and it, everybody just knows it's been bad for 16 years. Should they end the show now? Well, but it's too late. Like, it's like they should have ended it when there was still enough, like, recent cultural memory of it being good. Because, like, right now, uh, 
right now a Simpsons finale could not do justice to the Simpsons. Okay. So it's just going to exist in perpetuity in a in a like a purgatory television state. What if they brought back the old writers? That'd be cool. That would be great. I would love to see like the uh, Simpsons all-star writing cast do the last episode. That'd be I, a great. I heard a Fox, guy. Just do that. You don't even have to pay us money. Just do that. <laughs> I'll pay you money, Fox. I will give you five dollars for that episode. <laughs> I would honestly, honestly, if that was like something you could only go see in a theater, mm-hmm. unlimited run is like that proper thing. I would, I would probably pay like Beyonce, almost Beyonce prices. Oh, so if they that. would, if they, if they made a season. That was reminiscent of oh a whole one. season. I would pay a lot of money. I'm would you buy an app? About, no, I buy... was just talking about this one last episode. So what if it was a movie that was reminiscent of like peak Simpsons? You would pay thirteen dollars. Oh, one hundred, one thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I I would love that. Would that's you... how they should wrap it up? They should have a movie where the all star writer. Eh, but movies are like too. What if it was on Netflix? Hmm. You, you oh yeah yeah whatever it's so you matter. would or our website or you'd pay would you pay like a louis yeah. ck price yeah that's interesting yeah i think they could get it. it would make a lot of sense dude you bumped into your ex at target oh okay but <laughs> well, before we do that have you ever watched the simpsons on the tracy ullman show no no I've, i'm aware of it bro if you want to laugh it looks the, weird as shit they look so crazy. and the voices are weird and it's so super low budget because it would be actually phil castaneda and all whatever blah, blah, blah. but there's a I, I just thought about because on TikTok there's like people you know who break shit down. Dan, huh? It's Dan Castellano. Yeah, I think you, see. Okay, you are 47, Derek. You really, you really do. See, but go back to that. And even when you used to watch the uh, Matt Groening's cartoons, I mean, it's grainy. Grainy. I see. I don't even know. Go ahead. All right. Hey, this we don't give it up to this guy, man. The shit he came up with, the Simpsons, when it was on the Tracy Ullman show. I would literally be watching. It used to scare me a little bit. I don't know why. Oh, were you watching it when it came out? I, when it came out, it was in middle school or high school when it when it would show the cartoon. The beginning of the Simpsons. Damn. I was I was there. I was there once again when it's it was like, a cartoon. It's re- remembering D Day. <laughs> <laughs> I was there when I had my day. <laughs> I was I was living on the east side of town. I was cranking up my car. Like, yeah, man, it was wild shit. I'd watch it, and sometimes they would look into the camera. It would be scary. Dude, the Simpsons were wild, dude. I wish they would just for once just remake it that way because they just had these crazy faces. They all looked like they had strokes. You know what I mean? And it was the- They're even... all a little nightmarish looking. Yes. Yeah. I, if, 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 I mean, I know they're white people. They like long heads and shit. Like... They all look basically they had Down syndrome. You know what I mean, or like pre or, fe- or fetal alcohol syndrome. If I was on mushrooms, I would hate to watch the Tracy Ullman Simpsons. <laughs> oh my God, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it'd be hard to illustrate what you saw. Yeah, but okay. But also, like, you can have weirdly like me. And my friend used to just like take acid or, or shrooms and just watch movies and smoke weed. Really? Yeah. It was because we were just like you know, it was just like. I was back for the summer from college and all yeah. my friends, none, all my friends, like none of my friends are in the area. And he, and he's like going to, it was like, we just had a lot of downtime those summers. So we would do shit like that. And you, you'd be surprised. Like he wanted to watch like the hateful eight. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to watch somebody get shot in the dick. And like, also like mouth rape another dude. 
uh, like in a different scene, same character. Uh, Did that happen in Hateful Eight? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't finish it. Oh, Hateful Eight is great. Hateful Eight. Are you talking about down? There was two versions. I saw both. The mouth uh, rape was a. Oh, dude, the Netflix version fucking sucks. I tried watching it yeah. again. No, that that the the feature they did on the whatever millimeter film. Yeah. Um, that cuts much better. And I don't even give a shit about the picture quality or people being like, oh, it looks so much better on film. Like, I can't really detect the difference. I trust people's taste. Yeah. But just the pacing, it was. It's like a different screenplay. Like the one on net, the normal theatrical cut that's on Netflix is like his attempt at a comedy yeah uh but the the whatever millimeter film cut uh is like a sylvia platt thing or wait is that the right one i forget her name there's some it's a good it's a good fucking mystery caper like like suspenseful mind game movie okay and it's funny but but the one on netflix is like slapstick yeah, and it's so long. It I, I'm good. I'm it, good for. I like a long movie, but it is the, like, the other cut might even be longer. But okay. it's, it's much better. You pacing. prefer? Okay, so you much, prefer that? You prefer but, the? But, but the thing is, we were tripping, and I was like, I don't know. I don't want to see all this fucking gore and awful shit. And he's like, Come on, let's do it, because he's weird. And I was like, Okay, sure. And the amount of colors and how like kind of silly and explosive the violence in it yeah. was so fun. We were just tripping balls, watching people get their heads blown off and and cackling. Really? It was so, yeah. It was the way Bart and Lisa would laugh at awful, itchy, and scratchy cartoons. <laughs> oh it was my- like that. We were just like, like, just we were we were dying. It was so fun. Um, yeah. See if if I like, I'm not against drugs, man. I just don't want to have that lost control for that. But I, but I think when I get old. Like oh, before I die, I want to experience the shit you see, or before I get rich. It's cool, it's cool. It's not, ne- it's not like, it's great, but I, it's not like, cr- like I'm not a person who's like you have to trip before you die. Like, you could have a lot of amazing moments mm-hmm. and revelations, and it could end up being one of the things you're really glad you did yeah. in your life. But like, you don't need it. You don't need it. Need I definitely it. know. I don't need. I don't need any of that shit. But there's something. But the benefits of it when are, when it's when you do it when either the the fun factor or the mental health factor right. is, is it can be awesome. It can be amazing. Do uh, you feel a lot more peaceful? Yeah. No, I, I think we talked about it on the podcast. We talked like, about it like three, four times. Yeah. But I like, I've had forgetting. trips that made my relationship with my dad better. I've had uh, trips where, like, I remember I tripped. Uh, while I was still considering getting into comedy and it was a bad trip. And one of the things that made it scary was I felt like I could, like I knew I was gonna, I always knew I was gonna die eventually, but like on this trip, I could just see the countdown timer. Like I could see the, the seconds and minutes and hours and days. Like I could just feel it. And it, and I could also feel it on all the people I loved, which was super scary. Um, but it's one of the things that made me like that. I, I don't have that mentality day to day, but that trip was one of the things that's like, all right, go fucking do jokes, dude. You're going to die if someday try, like just try. Yeah. Um, uh, so like you'll have great moments. It'll be like moments of like accelerated therapy. So like 
honestly, you are getting the benefits a lot of people get from psychedelics just by going to therapy, just because most people don't go to therapy. Right. But they will take a drug that will put them through therapy. You know what I mean? Um, uh, so that's why I think that's why people get revelations is because they just don't go to therapy and then they take shrooms. Um, but the one tip I will give you yeah. if you ever do it is never like you say, like the you're worried about losing control. Yeah, that's a good way to have a bad trip because okay. you kind of just have to. It sounds like some spiritual hocus pocus. And there is but there is something to it is you have to give it up. Like okay. if you are trying to fight a bad trip, it'll just make the trip worse. So like if you feel the trip turning south, don't try to stop it. Yeah. Just try to figure out why it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes you'll be tripping and it will be going bad. And then you'll realize that you've just been sitting on the couch with like a full bladder. <laughs> and you've been sitting on a sweater that's been jamming into your spine for like 10 minutes. And because you're so occupied with the insane shit going around you, yeah. you're ignoring basic discomforts. Yeah. And then your brain's letting you know that it's uncomfortable and it's manifesting in a bad trip just because you're not focusing. So yeah. sometimes the answer is like, get up, go take a piss and stretch and your triple will be better. Yeah. And then, but some of it is like you think about some a conversation with your family. You think about a moment with a loved one or a, a, or you just have some existential like, what am I doing with my life stuff? And you just have to let it happen. Like it's unpleasant, but you just let it happen. And you're and all like you're almost always better for it at the end because a lot of the best revelations and shit I've gotten tripping has just been after having an awful trip. <laughs> like I've had harrowing fucking trips, but yeah. then there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. And also the come down just feels amazing. Like when you, when you feel it, because it's one of the drugs that has the most trackable come up and come down. Like, like not in terms of time, like you're not, you only have a vague idea of when it's going to start. But the feeling of it starting is completely unmistakable. And the feeling of it ending is also unmistakable. And the feeling of it ending feels amazing. It, it feels like uh, you, you just ran a marathon. Um, but like, it feels like you just got like the runner's high of like you just ran a marathon. And like, okay. it's, it's really, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, what's cool too what? is getting yelled at by your ex at Target. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I I do hear what you. But really, no, this yeah, is yeah. short. Sorry. No, no. Talking. But I because I was talking to an actor friend of mine, and he was like, I was talking about like how I want to find a way to get to the depths of who I am and extract it out. And he was like, he had done drugs a little bit in his twenties, and he felt like, no, no. I think it's really it's just what you're saying. Mm -hmm. He said there are part there are certain parts of your who you are you're not comfortable with, and then you're so confused about getting answers. He said having a trip, man. Like you, because he's he said, well, you sound like you don't want a long trip. He's, I said, yeah, if I get like a five minute trip, <laughs> mm -hmm. ten minute, like I ain't gonna like go crazy because I work, you know, I work with people who lost their minds on drugs, and I've had partners who try are addicted. Ketamine, try do, do like a you can do like a medically licensed ketamine session. What does okay? I've heard cool I, Keith I was talk about ketamine. about ketamine for yeah. a long time. Yeah, because I always heard about people snorting ketamine and falling into like a dissociative K hole. Yeah, and I just thought it was like some, like I thought it was in the like Vicodin Xanax thing, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, and like Molly, and then I heard Molly had therapeutic qualities or some shit. Yeah, I so just you figured, heard it puts holes. I in figured your brain. it would just be yeah. I, I figured it would just be something 
like that. Right. Apparently, it is straight up. It's it, a. It's injected into you, which I didn't know because I'm used to people. Excuse do. me. Yes, it's inje- it's injected into you. And I, Did I you always, say AIDS injected into no, you? A, a. Oh, bro, I, this car. This first they give you AIDS. <laughs> like I was like, where is this? Is okay. Well, so after they deliberately give you AIDS, <laughs> so apparently when it's injected, it's straight up just a a two thousand one a space odyssey. Like apparently, Ooh. it is a straight up crazy trip. Yeah. Um, so and the benefits I've heard from it sound like the benefits of any intense trip to me. Uh, so if you want it to be like medically, that might give you the comfort you need for it to be a good trip. But it is like crazier than just eating shrooms. It is like like you are like shrooms are like making are enhancing the reality around you and how your brain like how your neurons are firing. Um Whereas I'm pretty sure ketamine is like stepping, ketamine therapy is stepping into the spirit world type shit. Right. Like, I think it's more akin to like ayahuasca or something like that, which honestly is appealing to me because I want to do ayahuasca. I just don't feel like puking for six hours. That's everything. See what you're saying? Yeah. Everything that results in puking, hardcore crying in a ball of shame, all stuff. Anything that's gonna involve oh, boogers, you're probably gonna cry. Like I bet you, after ketamine, you're like a sobby mess. I like it. Like if you're if you're worried about crying, first talk to your therapist about. No, that. yeah. Second, yeah. <laughs> second, second, like that might crying might indicate that you just had the best trip possible. You know what I mean? Right. So like that's not something to fear. I mean, I don't fear the crying. Like I don't exactly fear the crying. That's fine. And it's fine if you're around loved ones and, you know, and professionals. It's really not about that. Puking is, I don't want to see the veggie burrito. No, yeah. It's like, dude, I fucking, dude, like the, the, the first motivation for being good at holding my alcohol wasn't to be like a a positive to society or to be healthy. It's because I hate nausea. Like nausea is just the fucking worst. I I it's in shrooms. There's like this inevitable little like kind of upset, upset stomach on the way up. Right. And sometimes it can maintain depending on what you take it with. But it is. But it is like the most limiting factor for how often I want to trip is nausea. So like I did DMT and I didn't quite break through. I almost did. OK. Uh, just because I've told the story in the podcast. Max was eating ruffles too loudly. Um <laughs> You get annoyed uh, with so much stuff. Dude, I but that's part of OCD is you just cling on to random distractions. <laughs> like OCD and ADHD are very it's a very complimentary way to like fixate on something stupid. Okay. Um fucking what was I talking so about? So you were you were you were on you were you were t- you uh you were they were eating ruffles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one's cool because it's only fucking like seven minutes. Um, and, that's and, and there's right. no nausea and it happens immediately. Okay. But it is very intense. Um, what is this one again? DMT. DMT. Yeah. So um, it's, got, it's got letters. I don't uh, know. Man. But it is a really harsh thing to smoke. That It sucked on my lungs. But yeah. I have asthma. You don't. So, you know. Yeah, I saw a Vi- I saw a Vice documentary about DMT. If Vice does your drug, they, if they focus on your drug for an episode, you don't only want to do it. Yeah. You're going to end up in a Russian project. Yeah. You know, get smoking out of a glass. Do you think there's anybody in your life that you would be comfortable having as like a babysitter for a trip? Well, I don't know. The only person I probably I thought about this on f- 
for some reason I thought about it on Christmas would probably be my mom because my mom definitely Seeing feels your mom while you're tripping. Probably pretty fucking wild. If I, I saw don't, a large trip as somebody who's tripped. I don't know. I'll say like a dozen times. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'd want to see my mom tripping. <laughs> I might start crying. I might really? try to get back into the womb. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's so funny. You're like a Bill Plimpton cartoon. You're trying to climb back in her pussy. It's like, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> and you're like, get out, get in here. Your father's trying to pull you I out. I always love the accents you give. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not offended by him. I always love the accents you assign to my parents. Oh, I, I didn't have a. This is more accurate. Hey, man, get out her pussy, man. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Get out that pussy. Be shanting. Get out. A pussy. Like that. That's more. Isn't that more accurate? I mean, like, hey, get, get out the pussy. Get, that's your dad, right? Yeah, that's yeah. your dad's accent, right there. This that is w- also part of why Maximum Fun wanted a, a different. Oh man, <laughs> they, they 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 knew what they were getting into. They have, named the network. I think we named the network. Uh, no, Fun. Turner Broadcast Network. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, so, so we're there. Um, so headgum. So I don't know. I I think. Uh, I think I think I think you could have a great experience from tripping, but right. I also wouldn't like stress about missing out on it. No, I need I would need to be married to trip with the. I feel like I need somebody in my corner or, there. Or it's a tough thing to. Hmm. I could say that you seem like the type of person that could trip by themselves, and yeah. tripping by yourself is dicey. And I've had some very scary experiences because, like, like, you, you fall, don't have somebody hit a glass to ground table. you. Like, if you fall into a, if you're spiraling, you can't ground yourself with somebody else. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, what are you laughing? I guess imagine myself like you ever see Sexist Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I can see myself spinning around. <laughs> 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 I just hold like a spatula. <laughs> I can strip it. <laughs> it's I, black leather face. They <laughs> call him black face. <laughs> so funny. Somebody peers into my living room window like, hey, man, you see that guy? <laughs> Some naked fat black guy gets spinning around with his dick on a spatula. <laughs> but so I, I've tripped by myself and it's a little like once you spiral, it can get a little scary and I've had it go south. Yeah. But... So like it's hard, but I've also had like some of those like biggest growth moments were also from those solo trips, and I've heard that from other people too. Um, so if I were you, and I didn't want to trip around another person, what I would do is I would get a like a fair amount of shrooms, yeah, and I would try microdosing by yourself just so you can acclimate to what it feels like because even on a microdose you can kind of feel it kick in, really, and that'll teach you what to look for on a bigger trip. And it doesn't and then, last that long, right? Uh no it does but the thing is, is hours or minutes things are are subtle enough that it'll last for hours but you can like you know function could you I be like a human being um I but, I can't do I could, I couldn't do a spot no but that. uh yes yeah yeah you could you might get in your head about some shit but you could do it I've done it really yeah yeah, yeah I've done it um I've <laughs> done shreds I've done a couple sets where I was even tripping a little bit um and they were super fun but they were like the low stakes shows that I could afford to do it on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think I would ever want to like, I don't think I'd ever want to like do a Ben Kalina and be tripping during one of my hosting weekends. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, I didn't know he was doing that kind of shit. 
I'm shit. Is that snitching? No, that was it's like, not. It, he does he, a good job. Like he doesn't fuck anything up. No, like, after he explained what's going on in his mind, <laughs> it's like he needs to be out in the spirit world. Um, but yeah, basically, I would maybe I would, I would microdose first, like on a day off, right? So you don't have to juggle the any anxiety with work. Then try again on another day off. Then maybe boost it a little bit on a day off. And then once if you're if you like what you're experiencing, um. And you feel mentally prepared. Yeah. And like also like you try like slightly bigger doses at a time. Then I would say like you carve out a block of time where like you let anybody you need to know that you're not reachable. Okay. And you, you know, I would just say do your like perfect little day to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm alone a lot, like a lot of times. So, like, I could go to grocery outlet, I can go to the bookstore, I could go to the movie, I could go, I could go, blah blah blah. Going out and, into society, that is, I will say, trip two. You do that. I say trip two or three. You do that. <laughs> All right. So first you go. So to no, Ross. I'm talking about. I'm talking about having a a little like a how hallucina- much a hallucinatory like, the- like a hallucinatory like quarantine is it is it like a sliver remember like on goodfellas oh, uh, when i gra- cut the- you gotta go by grams you gotta go by grams okay. um you could just like t- probably take like two caps and a stem and feel that still sounds like so much bro. no 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 i do so here's i think i've also said this on the podcast um the standard quantity to buy weed or not weed um uh well, I mean, also this actually does apply to weed too. Uh, shrooms in is is an eighth. Okay. And the thing is, is we didn't realize that the drug dealers were like, "Here's an eighth to split with your friends." Uh, we all thought that an eighth was just a dose. Oh yeah. So the first couple times I tripped, I still have never taken as much as I did the first couple times I tripped. Um, in your palm of your hand, how much did it fill? I'm dude. I, I'm gonna say it was like I ate. Nine mushrooms or something like that. Yeah. Why like, are you even alive? <laughs> are you here? But they were amazing because we all took that much and we just had this. It was it was in Missouri when, oh. I, when I went to the journalism school. So we just had the house to ourselves. So it was like a safe environment. And there's like, I will say tripping by yourself can get lonely in a panicky way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, fuck. You know, like you feel like you might need to call somebody. Right. That's why I'd say like try microdosing and then like upping it gradually and seeing if this is even something you think you could handle by yourself um but it is easier to trip with another person but you just have to be comfortable with whoever that person is i gotta be really because the first time i did that only the only time i ever did weed was with tiffany and she ended up naked on her floor crying and but that's a weed panic attack, you know? She was fucking losing. Also, bro. I've cried naked on the ground on shrooms before. Yeah. Alone? Only or once. Or no, with? no. It was while my girlfriend was trying to pack for me. Dude, I told this story. Yeah, but your stories are like the opposite of super bad. You know? <laughs> like, Basically, just a very quick version of it is like, I just finished finals in my, like the, like I'll say my freshman semester, yeah. first semester. I just finished finals and we had a long break. Like it was like five weeks or some shit. So it's a lot of packing to do. Okay. And I thought I would take, I had recently discovered shrooms. So I thought I would take another big ass dose. Um, Where are you getting the money for this in college? Oh, the dude, it was like 40, it was like 50 bucks. And man. you split it with friends. Um, Not every time. 
where you got 40 bucks in college? Every usually gets broke. Did you have a job? Uh, I had made uh, like internship money basically. Oh, okay. So that's okay. So it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it wasn't, it was, it was always a big purchase for me. It was just still achievable. It was like a, that was me splurging, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, but I, I, I took it, but pro tip, um, don't take shrooms just after a stressful time in your life, like a high stress, because you will still have residual cortisol and adrenaline in your system. So like I would have been really stressed out about finals, finished my last final, felt this huge sigh of relief yeah, and took that as a cue. Like I'll, I'll go have a fun trip now, but there was still just enough stress hormone in my body that the shrooms kind of clung onto that. And I had a nightmare trip and had not packed or done laundry or cleaned out my fridge for this five week trip. Like, cause you know, you don't want to just a bunch of rotting shit when you yeah. get back. So I had to do all that after the, the trip kicked in late. See, this is why I say you know, drugs. Like, that's why I say drugs are for rich people. That was me being an idiot. That was me choosing one of the worst possible. Yeah. And, and then like, like my, my roommate, like dad was picking us up and I was still tripping to drive me to the airport so I could fly tripping to like, dude, it was a, it was a fucking. That's oh, what I love when teens do drugs. They can't hide it for shit. Even though you're like, oh, stand- I got it under wraps by where your eyes by the, by the drive. My eyes were. It doesn't make your eyes. Run. I don't know. Sometimes you can tell by teens' it eyes. Makes your di- pupils a little. Bigger, no, when you're but it's an, not like Molly when you're like an like adult that. or a parent. Sometimes teens' eyes say so much. They don't have to say drugs. We're like, is everything good at home, dude? I just remember like, like this. She was like helping me. God bless her. She was helping me like pack and shit like that. Well, I was just like a mess because I realized I didn't even have like a clean like I, I didn't I knew I had to do laundry, but I didn't realize I didn't have, even have like a, a clean outfit. You know what I mean? Um, uh, fuck. But but by the time we got things under control and I was in the, like the third act of the trip and the car showed up, I, it was like a blizzard. We drove through like a blizzard and all the windows were like sealed shut and like the heater was blasting and they were just playing Christmas music because they were white. Um and it was like a comfy little snow piercer. <laughs> it was because I was still tripping and it was actually really nice. I was just listening to some music. It was a long drive. Were they eating you? Were, were they feeding you food made of people? <laughs> like squares? No, no, no. Was there a, was there a riot in the back of the car? What but dude, <laughs> anyway, we're fifty five minutes in and you bumped into your exit target. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let me give you these. Let me give you these, these quick stories. A couple things happen this holiday season. Okay, before I say that, word of advice for all POCs, especially melanated POCs, stop doing drugs. I'm not gonna be doing no drugs. I realized by your stories, you could have been the president, nigga. <laughs> you could have been the president of comedy. POCs, because it's a because there are there are in drugs. There's something that attaches itself to melanin. That it makes it hard to get my uh, system. Is that a real? I learned that or by is professor. Doctor Sebi shit. No, it's not Doctor Sebi. Don't you disrespect Doctor Sebi ever in this podcast, bud? I will fade you up, bud, and not fade you with no clippers, nigga. I'll fucking fade you up, bud. Don't ever talk about Doctor Sebi on this show. You better, you better respect the intellect of that brother, right? Who, who did say he could cure, cure HIV with tree bark? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, no, man. I learned that my freshman year in a class about melanin. And the professor who had this doctorate and all this kind of shit and biology and all this shit, there is these, there are, there's, there's a connection. But also too, 
the fact that it suppresses uh, drugs suppress your emotions, and I know we need stuff to get by, but the fact that it works as a powder keg, drugs are for rich people. Let these let these teens overdose on opiates. Let them take the heroin. Let them do the weed. People of color, fuck that shit. I don't think being a person of color makes the effects of drugs more potent. I really but don't. But being black is hard. Yeah, sure. Yes. Stop it with this fuck shit, bro. <laughs> Stop thinking like a white guy. Start thinking like I'm telling you. Don't let these white people start thinking your life is comfortable. They get, they 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 killed the two the towers, <laughs> and they and they still look at you every time. Even every time your girlfriend looks in your eyes, she looks at those twin towers. <laughs> Anytime she gives you some lip, it's the towers falling, dog. I'm trying to tell you, POC, stop doing drugs. We need to be clear headed. Cause what you still wake up, you still black. You know what I'm saying? Let these Klansmen do meth. Let them OD. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm at fucking Target. I'm having the time of my life. Everything's going fine. I'm outside waiting for my Uber, right? I was on the phone just before with somebody, right? Of like importance. Look, I this is why if I did do drugs, I need to get like everything out of me. So I forget that she works at European Wax. And I bet you if she heard Don't this. Don't say where she works. I'm at this 2022. Everybody about to die. I'm about to tell the truth, right? If, I, if you can, Andrew, please censor where she. No, works. stop it with this, bro. I pay you, right? So stop no, you it. Don't. Oh, we need to work that out. Yeah. <laughs> so stop it. So uh, make don't edit it. Edit half of it out, Andrew. Like <laughs> add it. So she look. Everything ended not. I wouldn't say the best, but it was because I just was like, look, the way you're treating and, and me. And this is. This the most the, recent one. Nah, no, 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 no. The one, uh, the most recent one. Th- I believe. Okay, okay, okay. The most recent one threw a rock in my window. Okay, okay. Like, bro, my dick is making women do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's done that so dumb. But okay, I'll let me talk about that one. I'm at Ross on the phone with this woman. Oh, Jesus, that's how far back we lost the thread. Was Ross? Okay, uh, so yeah. I'm at Ross. This is recent. This is this weekend. Uh-huh. Sunday, I'm at Ross. I'm wearing a little outfit. I'm look feeling all right. I'm on the phone with some woman. I now not too long ago I stopped dating that one other woman, and I ended it in a way to in respectful. I told her the reason why, and I just and it was in public, so it wouldn't be no problem. She was acting unruly. Wait, wait, you were at Ross or Target? No, that was with that was with Sam. I okay, was the, first one. the one with Sam, I was at a fucking Target. Yeah, and it's the one on whatever. Yeah, right. The the better one, right? The okay. whiter one, right? And I'm in front waiting, and I am. am and I'm just there, and I'm just there. I'm just there having to I look pretty decent. I'm smelling good. I guess you could tell I'm in a good mood. I'm yeah. beaming. If I took an orographic photo, it'd be all oranges and yellows. <laughs> I forget she works in the thing. Mm-hmm. And the target. she works at the build. She works at this whack built this business. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then she walks in. I don't even know that. And I then I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. You have no idea who I'm talking to. And if I, but I'm trying to do a new thing is that I don't want to interrupt my calls unless I need to. I'll be, oh, and I go, hey, what's up? And then uh, I say, what's up? And then she thinks I'm going to start talking to her. I believe, this is what I believe. I can't say what she's, look, once again, I'm, a, I'm an ally. All right, part time, PT ally, right? And she just walks in. I think she thinks, oh, I'm going to start. And then she just keeps going in. I'm still on the phone, right? And then a few minutes later, my, my Uber's coming in two minutes. And she comes, she circles, comes out, and then she just starts like, why did I, 
why did I do she opens the conversation now with hello mm-hmm. uh she's like why did you say you there's something I put online which I took down and it was a joke I said oh I was just joking and she knows me joking mm-hmm. did another thing and another and I get that like you might not see these people ever again you know what I'm saying and like I was it was so wild because it was just so wild like it was just she and I was like okay am I gonna try to defend myself I said my Uber's coming but it had nothing to do with the Uber it's just like I've changed as a was person it just because you didn't give her like time of day to like like maybe she just was like wow I made such a low impact on this dude's life that he wouldn't even get off the phone to say hi I did I said what's up I was like hey how you doing what's no up? but like hot like like hey how's it going how, oh, how's this thing? How's that thing? Oh no, I totally thought about that in therapy, and my th- and I came to the conclusion that, like, you know, people like what do I? I'm not nothing. Not saying the person has no value. It's just the fact that like I I did the best I could, and I gave them. I I noticed them, and I and I gave, and it was and it was true from the heart. True from the heart. Like, hey, how you doing? And it was it the energy I was putting out was peace be with you. Like, good. Like. And I went back on the phone. I had no idea who I was talking to. No idea. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm sitting there and I and it Did might she hear you flirting and shit? Huh? Did she hear you flirt? I wasn't flirting. I was okay. actually talking to my friend about a packet. That's oh. what I remember. Oh, okay. I was I helping my friend with a lady. packet. Never mind. Cause there was a John, it was a John John Stewart packet. Uh-huh. And I was trying to help my friend with his jokes. And he was trying to convince me to submit and I was like, I don't want to do that. Oh, you right mean now. Wait, a John Stewart or Packet. a Daily Show? No, John Stewart Pack. Oh, so like the uh, my friend was reading his the jokes. Apple TV show. Yeah. Okay. My okay. friend was reading his jokes, and I was trying to be like, mm, mm, I don't really, you know, and I would, but he wanted me. He said, "Oh, well, you should do it too." And I'm like, I don't really want to submit for that. So I'm doing something, and he does. He only had thirty more minutes to submit. Oh. So I'm up here oh. on the fucking phone mm-hmm. trying to help my friend submit for something that it could change his life. This mm-hmm. was, this is his second time trying to submit yeah. for the show or something, right? So I'm like, I don't have time. And I was like, hey, but then she came back and it just was like, you know, I have not seen her. I think I saw her at, I think I've saw her cheaper before. Yeah, I did. And it was just like, fuck man. Like I don't need this. And my energy is like, Oh, Hey. And I told her like, Hey, you know, like, I understand once again, I want to make, cause one problem we had was she didn't feel like I was a good at apologizing, even though any woman I'd ask like, Hey, this is how I apologize to her, you know, state what it is, state what, what happened. Wrap it. Obviously. You know what I'm saying? Like wrap the apology. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hate, I hate that that happened. And then I won't try to do it again. Every woman I asked were like gold star, Kasim, fine. No, no offense to her. She just, it didn't fly with her. I say, hey, you know what? I hope that you understand that like, that in the past, I would apologize you didn't like it. I hope that you see, I can, all I can say to you is, is that I have, I'm not trying to convince you to take my apology. Part of it's embarrassment. Part of it's apology. Part of it's a, is a human being that knows you. The human fucking melanated man knows you who you knew had the best interest at heart. Hey, I apologize for all the things that happened. I hope they see. It. But if you don't, maybe down the line, maybe I'll take a look at what I'm saying. If we see each other in the line, maybe it'll come out there. But for right now, this is where I'm at. And she had to accept it. Mm-hmm. And then she just was saying, then boom, everything could have been thin, fade to black. Then another thing. And then I, and it was just like, okay. I was like, look. And then she understands that I loved her more than anybody I'd ever been with. And it was going to be a moment where I think she was really getting emotional. 
And I think I was like, understand. And I hugged, we hugged, and I got in the car. And I just saw my life. I guess for that moment, I've noticed that this year was a big year for me. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, it's not about her. It wasn't trying to shit on her. It's just the fact oh, sorry, that this was Sam. This is Sam. At the, okay, at the okay, target. okay. So that was that. Cut to fucking. Okay, cut to. Uh, all, this is also understanding my mind is so clear because uh, uh, like a couple weeks, not weeks, weeks before that, I got invited to a sex party, like a crazy fucking that party. Says so much about us that like uh, you would go to a sex party before you'd ever trip. <laughs> Dog, I this not my this not my first to a sex party. It's not my first day at the sex radio rodeo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the horses are fucking. You have <laughs> the season pass. Yes. I got the I got the day pass. Dog, this girl I'd known for years, Monica. Right? <laughs> she go on dollar days. Uh, <laughs> when it's dollar hot dogs, dollar mimosas. <laughs> I got a punch card. <laughs> it's just done with pussies, <laughs> and the punch card's a dig, right? That, wow, that really does make itself. <laughs> so I got invited. So I've still not my first time because, like, my life, dog, just being involved in comedy, but just helping, just knowing that I have fucked up friends. I get invited to shit all the time. I used to say no to shit, but people be thinking shit's all sweet and like, oh, I'm a good, I'm a decent dude. I make good decisions, but I could go left any day, and if I do, I'm not gonna tell you. So I've been, I, I got friends where it's like, we could have been killed at night. I could this like, but thanks I'm in the, I work in the community. I'm not going to have a gun in my face. I've had, I've been there and I've made, I've, because of my presence, a dope deal turned into a polite dope deal. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, well, uh, here is the cocaine. Like I've been there. So a couple years ago, I got to see around the corner from, around the corner from, uh, uh, what was the show that I canceled on Sunday you had? Nito's? No, Sunday. So you, that's best by the way. Uh, <laughs> ever promoting. Uh, <laughs> you the got vault? No, Har- it's on Harlan. It's on. It's it's Sunday, seven p.m. It got canceled for you. It's remember you were supposed to do it. Oh, Bar Fluxes. Okay. I think it meant shows I run no, around no. the yeah, corner yeah, from yeah. Bar Fluxes. Wrong with Monica. She moved years ago, but before she moved, she would have these like parties, right? And she, we, I was always, she was like my, it was been the closest I would have been with somebody that looked like a Kardashian, right? This was before Kardashians, like before they really ruined the world, right? So I'm there, I'm there. She was on the outs with this dude, right? This, this white tech guy, da 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 da. So, like the first time I go, I don't do anything. I never do anything at these parties. I just there as a voyeur. I'm not dick sniping her. I'm just there, like, just watching, just because it's better than watching TV. So the first time I'm watching her just get naked, dance around, and then have sex with, like, this, you know, with uh, this person, right? This time around, she's back in town, and she's there with a partner of hers. She's there with a partner, and they're having another hangout. She invites me. I don't want to go. Nigga, I'm older. I don't give a shit. And I just been like that episode of Louie where Louie ends up going to some strange woman's house and he's stuck out and Chris Rock has to pick him up. So I was like, you know what? For randomness, for variety, let me go. Dude, I go to this fucking hangout. Same same building, same same hotel. Not not same room. Pink room. Big pink room. It's It's got big bed and everything. And I'm just sitting there. We're just hanging out. They're drinking. I'm drinking all that. And then just more freaks and geeks come in, like in there. And I'm I'm six feet away. I'm just watching. Da da da. Everyone's back. Everyone's taking a rapid test, right? <laughs> That's what's so funny thing about. Well, it. do you have to get like an STD check before you can join? Okay, for her. Wait, cr- wait, wait. So, sex party is this? People just 
fucking and watching each other fuck i mean it was me and like this other guy and then i was like oh shit this is wild so i'm there just hanging out but they're all just playing music talking it's kind of like it's about six people there but at a certain point mo and her and her girl and this other girl they just are like it's like that scene from kids remember the soap party and they're all kissing and okay watch kids you'll see what i mean and i'm like okay this shit's getting crazy dude i'm just watching her get like fucked by this other woman on this big ass bed and i'm just like it's like three in the morning i'm you know i should be high these are it's weird you're sober dude it's the best life because they know i'm taking it all in and i think they appreciate it if you're like me i don't i think they like seeing they can break me and i think that's what i'm saying for a lot of people listening for all this is like there'll be people in your life who test your will you know what I mean? And I think the thing about it is, is like, it's the best Jedi mind trick is let them seem like they want to uh, see how far they can take you. But if you're really doing the work, there'll be a point you're unbreakable. Like you fucking will Bruce Willis. You know what I mean? And I think there is some kind of weird cathartic joy in both sides. So I'm there just watching this fucking chick. And Mo looks like this model named Nicolette Mason, right? She's a plus size influencer kind of model. And she's just getting, having sex. And I'm feeling good until this other black guy comes in. And I don't know if you've had this as an Adab Egyptian man. When you're the only nigga at a party, I don't always enjoy it, but there's sometimes there's benefits because they're like, okay, it's like an EOP catalog. We've got a black guy. You know what I mean? So I'm there. I'm the only nigga in the party. And then uh, this black guy comes in and he looks like, He's the best version of a black guy. He's got like, he's got the, he's like Godfrey if Godfrey had a beard. And then he comes in and then now the party gets started. It's like a Bruno Mars video, right? So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So now he's just like dancing. And then this dude comes in, he's wearing like a net. He's wearing a leather shirt. It's like, it's like, he looks like a background dancer from Madonna, right? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting ready to pack up, right? So I'm coming off of that. So I see Sam. Like once again, she's somebody like she wanted to have a kid with me. Okay. So that's it's like really odd. Wait, okay. So it was Ross first, and N- that wasn't Sam. No, Ross was Ariana. Okay. Okay. So Ariana was the person who had been the most you'd had. The Ariana, most I didn't. I was dating for a few months, but I never. I was never committed to her. Okay. I was dating right, and it wasn't like that whole. You know, people get out of pandemic and they just start fucking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was a real thing. It. it was a real. I thing. really like talking, but it's just like. So it was her, I, and it was sex party, and no, now no, the- no, no. It was sex party, Sam. Uh huh. Then I've just been floating through, and then just nothing. Really. So wait, it was Monica, sex party, Sam. Yeah. So Sam was Target. Sam was Target. Okay. Ariana's Ross. And then somebody threw a rock through your window. Yeah. And I think it was, I'm, I hate to say it. I think it was Ariana. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because Ariana and I used to fuck like I was going to jail for 30 years. You know what I mean? (laughs) And like, I was like, and I was dating her, but I didn't come in. I wasn't dating. I wasn't fucking other people. But I just didn't, it just wasn't clicking. You know what I mean? And no offense to her. It's my, it's for the life I want. Like right now, like I talk to you because you're in your 20s. I feel like in your point, you might have many loves. Hopefully you have, hopefully you get lucky and just get a good one like this white woman you would now, right? And you're just like, <laughs> and she's so great. She's like nice and smart. She don't take your shit. And she's like, look, man, if she gets pregnant, don't, don't scoop it out, right? So, <laughs> okay, we're running long. Yeah, come on, man. We're going, we're going, baby. I'm like A, B in the end zone, right? So, like, 
I ain't coming back next season, right? So like, like, so I'm at Ross in front, and Ross was where all life goes bad. Like I go to Ross to buy soup. You know what I mean? Like my life's not going as great, right? I'm soup and off-brand socks. So like stance socks. So I'm in from talking to this other woman, just talking. And I'm on my phone, talking to my phone. That's when you know it's bad. And, and this is the the packet guy? No, I'm talking. No, no. Okay. Packet, I was, I, was at, okay, was, okay. I was at Target. Ross, I'm talking to homegirl Erica. Erica is great. And she's also, I learned it was a non-vaxxer and an un, unvaxxer, which I was like, I'm talking to her about that kind of shit. Ariana, I've not talking to since we I've stopped seeing her. She'll text me or I won't answer. Yeah. I did answer her Merry Christmas because yeah. that's an asshole. Yeah. She sees me. And I didn't see her. She said, oh, like, I have to stop shot. It looks like I can't stop. I can't go to this Ross. LOL. I don't even answer that shit. True. Right? Now, with her, she's told me stories about revenge. <laughs> like, very revenge stories. I, I'm thinking, so I get home. Now, she must have left before me. Now, I'm not saying it is her, but I'm, but I'm fucking, you know what I'm saying? I'm Sherlock Homeboy. Like, you know, this is, I watch this SVU. I do connections. I don't know. I don't need pins on the wall, but there's something. It could be. I've heard her revenge stories. I, she knows where I live. She's never been there. That was another thing about her, too. She would never come to my house. Weird. Everything was at her I house. I dated a girl for six months who refused to spend the night once. What is it with that? Yeah, that shit's weird. I'm not a shit on women kind of guy. Eh. But like, you know what I'm saying? Not really. I try not to, but it, it's like, still. It's you're just, a tasteful misogynist. You're a woke, tasteful misogynist. Can you write that down? Can you write that down? That might be a great shirt. All right. So like, that's the first special. Like, that's not even a YouTube. That's just a Vimeo special. Right. So like, dude, I come home. There's a rock through my window. And not even a small. It's cold, dude. It's cold right now. There is nothing colder than air coming through a hole in a window. It's, it's the cold. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, feel, I, know, I know the feeling when everything is heated except mm-hmm. for this like three square inch <laughs> like jet of like air coming through the window it comes in like jet like like when you're on a plane you're like ooh, that would that the air seems so forceful and violent dude it didn't go through all through my window there's a hole but i have a piece of plastic they're fixing it today or tomorrow and i, I just was dumbfounded i'm sitting in my living room that has no lamp Right, because it broke, and I'm sitting there in the dark, and I'm just I have a hole in my goddamn window, and I'm like, oh, let's see, yeah, we gotta get at it, and I'm just like, was this her? Uh huh. Why would you? Why? You also live in the tender knob. I did. So there is a non-zero. I've seen such random acts of vandalization firsthand in yeah. the tenderloin that there is a non-zero chance of that too. Like I was, I've told this before, but like I was just walking past booze land and i saw a guy just muttering to himself angrily pick up a cinder block and smash it through the windshield of a mini cooper and then just keep walking that was probably her (laughs) (laughs) i mean okay i did think about that because it just my number was supposed to get called at some point to tender knob yeah and i live next to a sip where there is crazy shit and my my i live i where i live you would you could do that you could try to see if i could break in but there was just something about the stories of violence that came for it. It was like, and like, I'm on a podcast 
talking about it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what if I got another? What if I got another one through my? What if I just come home? There's a car through my fucking. Or your just apartments filled with rocks. Because <laughs> it's like I live in like Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like a, a Palestine real estate agent comes in. Uh, oh, come in. It's a, it, it is lightly used, right? Uh, I, so I'm thinking if it is her. I mean, there the, the rock I do have in my apartment, mm-hmm. and I do feel like I want to dust it off. <laughs> what, do I? Hey, if it is her, Dude, just but, take a photo of it, make it an NFT, and you're good. You can find me at Kasim Bentley <laughs> on all social media. Uh, you can catch me this Friday at the Sound Room in in Oakland, performing at a rockless venue. That fucker does not fuck with me. Keep going, Jason. Jason looks like a he. Weirdo. I feel like he should be on a billboard. That says need a lawyer. Like he, yeah, has, he has that look. His his one joke I like is. Um, he looks like he's on his way to direct a gangbang after the show. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And I, if you saw him, you'd be like, yep. I hope he does get big and so the punchline can use that tweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm at Murad Shockey, M-U-R-A-H-D-S-H-A-W-K-I. Um, we Dope Show is back in full force, the full slate of shows, and it's going to be a really good week. We have two shows Ooh. at Hawk Fair this week, one Thursday, one Friday. We, we're also at Beck. At Nito's as of today, which is a Tuesday, but uh, we're back twice a week. There's Tuesdays and Sundays uh, at Dope Show Bay Area to find out more. DopeShowComedy.com. And as always, if you just DM me and say you listen to the podcast, I, I'll give you like a coupon code for whatever show you want. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no Sketchfest shows. No Sketchfest shows. That has been canceled. Yeah. Pushback year, our live podcast and such. So oh. that is happening. Uh, is not happening. It is more accurate. You know what? Look at you. Look at you. You have a Bart to catch in. Five I think mean, I'm gonna catch an Uber because I just wanna. I just wanna think about my life and okay. think about. But like, we got that. We did. You know, I got like before the end of the year, three people hit us up about the show, thanking us for the show. Oh, cool. One guy. You wanna had give notes. them shoutouts real quick? I don't know their names. Okay, uh, but we'll Jeremy. Give a- but Jeremy. But Jeremy, you know, is a. The fact that like we're, I'm, we're gonna call you one day because he's been that has been like yeah day but one listener yeah but we the guy there was one guy who hit me on messenger was like I guess the the criticism yet or I guess the observe was we're a lot more confident uh-huh. and since after episode I forget which number it's like Simpsons <laughs> after not after number nine we got more of a confidence so <laughs> I was like okay uh, thanks dot dot <laughs> dot dot but uh, yeah man and I also want to thank you man. To be real, mm-hmm. I was going to do one of those Instagram posts, but I was like, you know what? I want to be less annoying online. <laughs> uh, but I've thought it's just, it's been, we, it's been this whole year of doing this podcast has helped me grow beyond comedy. Same here. But also relationship building mm-hmm. and like learning how to tolerate me and learning is watching you tolerate me <laughs> and learning how to tolerate, not tolerate you, accept every part of you <laughs> i accept you you're the bread and the crust because you you look like bread right and so like it's like and i love you man and in a but you don't mean that but i mean for the sake of the like andrew edit edit that down andrew it's about uh accepting love why are you gay okay all right we gotta get the fuck out of here fine fine um we're gonna try and record an episode uh with uh will foskey who's in town he's a very funny dude i saw at um uh, just for laughs. He's also um, at the punchline all week. I'm hosting for him tonight. Uh, well, I'm hosting for him and, and a couple other comics, but he's on the lineup tonight. Um, yeah, that's that's been our show. We'll see you guys next week. All right, cool. <laughs>